Message. Zeus. Frame 1. Sky access, the voice boomed, only to him. He looked around. People were moving, but the sky had a sort of cloud cover now, and they were shaped like. Hum. What were they shaped like? Oh his face again. Cute. As if that's not a dead giveaway. I think people saw that he said to the sky. o'clock you're listening to mutiny radio.fm and sf we're gonna get ready right now for the happy hour open mic the happiest of hours of one hour long comedy things inside everyone's wearing masks if you brought your own mic that's great too i have two fresh mics up on the stage that you can actually use a see in, in that little box there's two fresh mics i have a mic back here that one up the top is also fresh, no one's used it. I bought a bunch of new mics, but there's old ones too. But it's best, comedians, that you start bringing your own mic condoms or your own mics uh, just to be respectful to your fellow comedians. It doesn't cost that much to get a microphone. And it's the safest way for all of us to get through this pandemic together. Don't let, don't be a vector. <laughs> don't be a vector, Victor. Uh, bring your own mic, bring your own mic condom. If you did not bring your own mic, your own mic condom, I will get out the plastic bags of shame. They are not up at the front. I don't know what I did with them. I will find them. The plastic bags of shame that go crinkle, 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 crinkle. But right now we have enough people and enough fresh mics, so it is not a worry at all. Uh, thank you for donating 2 to $5 for open mic here at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. If you're listening and you're like, oh, geez, I got two bucks, you can Venmo us at Mutiny Radio, all one word, lowercase. It's not the one with our logo. Don't ask. Don't ask. Just just give me money. Okay. Uh, yeah. We have a, a big outdoor show. Or not big. I mean, it's an outdoor show. And it's at 7. Tonight is the 40th. 40th outdoor comedy show I've done since the beginning of COVID. So when everybody else was closed down, I didn't skip a beat. And we've all been safe and socially distanced and using condoms. None of us have gotten sick. I haven't gotten sick this entire time. Uh, the only time I got sick recently when I, I did way too much cocaine and I was sick for 24 hours. And it was bad. But I'm back. I'm alive. I was only vomiting water for 24 hours. You ever done so much cocaine that you can't... Uh, you can't drink water because you're afraid of puking, and so you have to get in the bathtub because uh, your skin is the biggest organ in your body, 70% of your body, and you can get water through osmosis. That's what saved me. Just a little science trick for everybody. All right. Uh, when you're inside, again, please wear masks, and please donate to Mutiny Radio. And uh, I'm not going to be real strict on time because there's only a couple of you, so we'll see. But uh, put your hands together for your first comedian. Do you want Kyle to go first? Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey! Do you have a condom? Good. Good job. Vanish. Oh, there. Wow. Wow. No one wanted that one spot, huh? I thought I, thought I was picking two for a reason. I've, I haven't done comedy in here, like right here in... Actually, eight months doesn't sound like that long of a time. <laughs> I'm like up here about to cry. It's been eight months. <laughs> no, that's that's nothing. Um, but 
So we got Thanksgiving coming up, right? Next week. It'll be a weird one. It's been a weird year. Uh, but th- this Thanksgiving will be weird. Just kidding. Um, I've gotten used to Thanksgiving being weird because I had a grandpa uh, die on Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Yeah, it was... Um, he had a stroke at like the end of summer in like July. So for like four months, he was just in bed. A um, lot of medical bills. It was really tearing the family apart. What do we do? And it became this huge issue amongst all of the relatives. And then on Thanksgiving, he just passed away. Um, so you can guess what we were thankful for that year. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, I'm just kidding. He died of a heart attack on the spot. It's fine. He there was none of that. Um, But yeah, it's been a weird month. We're about to have our first black female president. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty impressive. You know, regardless of how you get there, and let's be honest, that's the way it's going. Um, I think over the course of time, men have slowly come to realize that w- women can do anything they do just as well. And I'll admit, like it, it took us a long time. I will admit that it took guys a long time for that idea to start taking place in our heads, but I feel like we're kind of, we're there. Like, guys believe that women can do anything men can do just as good. Women are still treating each other like complete shit. It's pretty wild. (laughs) It's like they just wanted to offload the burden onto us or something. Um, But it's brutal. I mean tearing each other down, talking shit about each other behind each other's backs. I, like, I remember what my girlfriend said to me about my ex after we accidentally ran into her. It was not pretty. That's what she said. <laughs> she, she said it was not pretty. Refer to it, her as an inanimate object. Um, so on one hand, you have guys who finally, be- finally believe that uh, women can do anything that men do just as well. And on the other hand, you have women treating each other like shit. So even believing that women can do anything men can do is just another example of something guys do better than women. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. That was a lot of roundabout setup for that punchline. I think it's all necessary. I don't think think there's any fat to trim there. I uh, I joke about men versus women a lot. I think it comes from like a deep place. Uh, I I remember reading Oedipus in high school. If anyone else here did that as well, if you didn't, it's about a a, a kid who wants to kill his dad and have sex with his mom, and then that just got projected onto every little boy. Uh, like I don't think that thought had ever crossed my mind until one day. My teacher was like, you, by the way, you want to, you know your mom, you want to you wanna have sex with her. And I was like, this is English class. He's like, I know, we're going to read all about it. And then you read Oedipus, story about a kid who wants to kill his dad, fuck his mom. And everyone, bla- I guess what I'm trying to say, everyone blames the kid. No one even thinks to go, huh, maybe he had some bad parents. I'm amazed that we just assume it's the kid's problem. Like, maybe his dad was shitty. Like... Maybe Oedipus didn't, maybe his dad was a huge piece of shit. You know, maybe Oedipus didn't want to fuck his mom. Maybe he just wanted to fuck his dad's wife. (laughs) Like, thank you. (laughs) How bad of a dad do you have to be in order for your kid to be like, 
I know that's my mom, <laughs> but I'm going to fuck that dude's wife. <laughs> Man. Um, that's a min- That means a minute, right? That horn? I, uh, my, my, let's see. I'm just going to go back to the old notebook. See if I have any 10 second jokes. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll end with this. Um, totally uh, unrelated. I'm, uh, I'm Irish, and I just, the reason I say that in my sets now is because uh, the racism that this country's facing. Um, and because the Irish, the Irish faced a lot of racism when they came over here. And the reason I mention it is because of the way they dealt with it. They dealt with the racism that they faced in a very interesting way. They uh, overcame the racism that they faced by becoming the most racist people <laughs> that the world has ever seen. Um, if you want to fight fire with fire, I mean, maybe just fight it with fireball whiskey or something. All right, my name is Kyle Morrissey. All right. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. He was talking about the uh, edible complex. You know, I'm a, I, I, I kind of look like a, a stepmom and... Uh, I'm just looking for a guy with an edible complex, you know? Like, I make the best edibles in San Francisco. It's like bar none. I, I need a guy with an edible complex, not an edible complex. I think that joke's better written down. <laughs> it's hard to do it. Edible. Not edible. Your next comedian. Put your hands together. She's, she's, uh, she's, she's sweet. She's buttery. She's a bread and butter. She's Christina Pickles! Yay! Thank you. I'm happy to see you all. Almost as happy as I would be if our president wasn't acting like a fucking dork. <laughs> I, I have an idea for this year. I don't think anybody likes 2020. Can, does anyone... Has this been great for anybody? No. I think... The one thing that we hate more than 2020 is Donald Trump. Can we also agree? So much so that I don't think people are going to be counting down for the new year. I think they're going to be counting down for the new president. (laughs) I think we should drop the ball on the White House lawn. Like, I really think that's where we should do it. We should drop the ball on the White House lawn, on the lawn of the man who acts like his balls never dropped. That's what we should do. But this weird year continues. It's been a weird year for myself, and I know it has been for all of you. As some of you know, it's been the weirdest year to have this life-changing experience I had. Uh, I lost over 100 pounds. True story. I lost it to fit into a wedding dress. For a wedding, that never happened. Yeah, I mean, I kind of did. I got the poor version. I got married in a backyard. So that's, like, yeah, got that. But it's it's the worst year in so many, I mean, obviously I couldn't go to parties and show it off and be like, ha-ha, look at me now, bitches. I couldn't do that. I do sometimes go on Facebook and then, like, look at the people who made fun of me like kids that yelled out earthquake when I fell and shit like that. And I'm like, who's the ugly bitch now? You know? (laughs) So 
so they don't know that i don't actually message them maybe i will get drunk one day and actually do that but haven't done that yet uh but people people love being you know like body positive they weren't like that before especially when i was fat uh body like lizzo wasn't a thing yet body positivity wasn't a thing yet but now that i'm not as fat i'm kind of thick but not as fat uh people love telling me how beautiful i am now and before and i'm just like why didn't you say that before like nobody like honestly my self-esteem was so low i had a little bit though but that was only given to me by those foils that they wrap dove chocolates in i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but they it literally dove chocolate had little foils that say things like you're beautiful and it's what, you know it's what's in the inside that counts and shit so that and a uh, homeless cat collars that gave me that gave me some confidence i am thankful for one thing though 2020 has provided um i like that white people have a stereotype now <laughs> we fear you as an arab american you know, I, I lived with a lot of stereotypes, and now people fear you. They fear that we're going to have a barbecue, and you guys are going to fucking ruin it by calling the cops on us. <laughs> like, and I also love when people complain about that, like, oh, my God, we're not all Karens. I also love when, like, white girls try to overcompensate. Like, they try so it's, – it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be against racism that over – you know they have to they have to really prove it and i really i really appreciate that because i grew up having to prove i wasn't a terrorist and i you know just like just sprinkling in conversation like i hate osama bin laden like chick we're just at the fucking ice cream truck who's <laughs> <laughs> like, talking i just i just want to let you know that out of all of us here i hate him the most fucking hate him but yeah i mean 2020 has a lot to be thankful for i think our politicians i mean of course, the biggest dork is Donald Trump. Uh, that's not to say that other politicians are not dorks. I mean, I think they're getting a really good break this year because, you know, everyone looks good in comparison to shit. But, like, AOC said something along the lines of, you know, we need to take the names of the Donald Trump supporters. And I'm like, I don't know about taking names. I will like to take the names of the motherfuckers who are buying up all the toilet paper, though. We, I honestly, like, I think they should take those names. I also hear Gavin Newsom went to French Laundry. Did you guys yeah. hear about that? I mean, honestly, I totally under, like, he looks like the motherfucker that would go to French Laundry. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he 100% looks like him. Not to say that he's not fucking hot, because he totally is. But I could totally see why he wouldn't want to cover his face with a mask while eating fine foods, as almost as fine as him. But yeah, I mean, it's a good year to be a politician. It's a bad year to be anybody else. And um, I, hope, I hope we're able to count down the new presidency this year. And I hope 2020 or 2021, that's a mouthful, doesn't try to one-up 2020. And that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Grazina Pickles! Yay!
Yay, Gavin Newsom. I would buy a used car from Gavin Newsom. He has the right hair, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'd like it. Also of note, um, I went, I didn't go to French Laundry, but I did go to Thomas Keller's sister restaurant in New York called Per Se. And this was in 2004, and the half-life of that memory hasn't even broken. So it was worth the $714 per person with paired wines. And it includes gratuity because they're so kind. Also, this was in 2004, so I can only imagine what the 14 course with paired wines is now, Gavin. Is it 1500 And if you used the California taxpayer's credit card on that, fuck your face, bro. Use your own money on that expensive shit. It, I mean, it is, I'm sure they were all wearing masks, and it's love. the wine is perfect there. Anyway, Thomas Keller's a genius. Your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Brady Pearson! <laughs> Hi everybody, how you doing? My name is Brady. I'm very excited to be here tonight. Um, it's been a long day. I'm kind of over everything, like this whole COVID thing. Like, um, true fact, more politicians have gotten COVID than there are fraudulent ballots. True story. Mm -hmm. Just so much more fucked up shit, you know. Um, and it hasn't been easy, you know. Uh, this whole, this whole COVID thing, like, I have been so quarantined, I don't even know if I'm gay anymore. <laughs> I mean, I haven't sucked a dick. I haven't gone to a glory hole or anything. I'm so horny right now, like, I would suck a dick like a snorkel. <laughs> like for oxygen. <laughs> I mean. It's rough. I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, the New York Health Department's all like, you know, you guys should be really creative with barriers and walls. They're really talking glory holes. Um, thank God for that, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know any woman, though, that'd be like, oh, my God. Did you go to that glory hole place? That was amazing. I sucked five cocks, it was amazing. It's just, it's just something you don't hear women say. I mean, how am I gay? I mean, I haven't shopped, I haven't cruised. Um, it's been really rough and I have to go like start thinking about these fantasies that I tend to have nowadays. You know, like if uh, maybe I got a job. That'd be really cute. I mean, because COVID, you know, you can't, it's been really hard to find a job. And so I go back into my mind and I say, okay, okay, Brady, no, 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 I'm okay. And in my mind, I'm this man named Harv. You know Harv, he's the marketing professional who does everything right. He's the one that comes with all the great ideas, you know, like ice cream Cheetos and stuff like that. And um, he comes up with uh, a collection of fragrances to save the American condition. And the first one is, um, it's called White Woman. You have to say it like that too, it's called White Woman. She's always in front, ladies and gentlemen. She's always in front. Um, and then we have the next fragrance, which is for the gentleman in the room. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel, right, gentlemen, is that? It smells a little bit of like musk, oil, and desperation, and a little white fragility. 
And the final one is, um, it's called uh, Unwashed. It's for the rest of us. It smells of desperation and a little bit of pepper spray. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a really weird it's been a really weird time for me. Um, kind of found out this this COVID that in COVID in COVID I have OCD and PTSD, which makes me take COLFT, and inside I think CHRIST. What the fuck is going on? I don't. And uh, sometimes I think back to these times when I wasn't this beautiful faggot that you see before you, this wonderful, amazing person when I was uh, 16, when I would be like 16. And did y'all ever go to a uh, boys camp? Ever? You know what it's like, right? Mm -hmm. Boy Scouts, but this is better, man. This is awesome. Everyone's beautiful. And we play with balls. We play, play with each other's balls all the time. And slide into home and <laughs> over and over again. And uh, the showers take forever. Scrub my back. We love dropping the soap. Um, and every night we would get together and we would sing the theme song for uh, Camp Put It In Me on the shores of beautiful Lake Put It In Me, Michigan. And it goes like this. <laughs> Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. These are my fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Brady Pearson! Yay! Well, we didn't plan it this way, but right now we're having a gay rock block! Rock block! Rock block! Super gay rock block! What, what? Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Peter Struckmeyer! <laughs> I got the condom. Do you want me to use this one or do you want me to use a different one? Okay, okay. Sorry, I always forget my condoms when you're on prep. Put it in me, put it in me. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a friend of mine who recently recommended I look into attending the Montana Testicle Festival. He was like, that feels like your thing. Yeah, I'm a gay man who lives in San Francisco, okay? Every day of my life is the testicle festival. Like, I don't need to prance through a meadow of balls in Trump land when I could just mouth swiffer all the scrotums of the Castro, okay? From now on, always assume that I am at a testicle festival. Um, speaking of me slobbering on balls um quarantine's led to some fun new hobbies right <laughs> some people are baking bread some people are just sticking their head in the oven but um no uh i've taken up a new hobby in quarantine it's 
gaslighting straight men into thinking they're gay. <laughs> like, I actually have a lot of straight male friends, okay? And they're just, like, a little too into the fact that I'm gay. They're like, no, bro, yo, it's so cool, you know? Like, I just love having a gay friend. And it's, like, this sense of relief that they can, like, release this other side of them to the point where I'm like, what are you hiding? So I decided new world order, new me. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so I will just like ask him a bunch of questions. Like, don't you think it's kind of weird that like you'll go with the boys to the strip club and just all have boners at the same time? Like, why do you look forward to that? What do you think it says about your sexuality? Oh, photo op. <laughs> Or I'll be like, remember that time at that frat party that you wrestled that guy and, like, basically made out with him? And just when I get them to the point of questioning their sexuality, that's when I turn it and make it all about me. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, you you hug your close friends. Like, you hug me. Hugged me a little too long last time. Kind of felt like you never wanted to let go. I think you might have sniffed my hair and everything. What was what was going on there? Look, I am just trying to build acceptance in this world, okay? And you do not accept other people until you try to walk a mile in their shoes. In my case, I am trying to get them to walk a mile up my butt. <laughs> uh, um, no, like, I'm happy for anyone who discovers their sexual gender life um except i had this one coworker many years ago who identified as a dragon yeah and it's one thing to tell people that you identify as a dragon in a work setting it's another thing to publish a website about it on squarespace and on the website the dragon was had photos from a wedding that they were attending as the Dragon of Honor. And just to give you context on who was getting married, it was the dragon's wife marrying the dragon's new husband. Yeah, more than winter was coming at that fuck fest, okay? Talk about the testicle festival, am I right? Um, and many of you are probably wondering, what does someone who identifies like a dragon look like? Uh, the answer is not like a dragon. No. It's just like some fat, middle-aged, bald guy who like works in IT and plays Fortnite, okay? Like you can't tell people that you identify as a dragon if your badge photo has a, you wearing a Joseph Bank dress shirt in it, okay? Can you tell by the set that I miss balls? That's really just the overarching theme here. That's what I'm going to leave you with. It's just that sentiment of I miss balls and I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you very much, everyone. Peter Struckmeyer! Hooray! Softballs. Tomorrow Tomorrow I'm at a show and uh, I'm the second person up. And when you're, when you're early in a lineup, you know, you got to throw the audience some softballs. But whenever I think of softballs, all I can think of are my cat's testicles before I cut them off. 
uh, I loved his softballs. They're so soft. And I, before I took his balls away, I used to squeeze them, his, squeeze his little fuzzy scrotum, and I'd come up behind him and go, wah, wah, and I just love this. I miss my cat's balls so much. Those soft, soft balls. Thank you. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Ooh, so soft. All right. Uh, if that didn't make it creepy, you're ne- <laughs> uh, I'm really excited your next comedian's here. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Shelby! Wait, is that not, you're not Shelby. I can't, I know you aren't, but are you a comic? Oh, wait, you're the mom. Oh my God, that's so funny. You're the mom. You're Greg's mom. That's so funny. I thought you were Shelby, this young blonde comedian girl. No, it's so hard with the masks. I'm like so confused. Greg's mom. He's Greg, he's, she's Greg's mom. She's not a comedian yet, unless she wants to go up tonight. Did you want to go up? Not tonight, okay. She doesn't want to go up tonight. I thought, I seriously thought you were Shelby. That's so funny. You have the same haircut. There's three female comedians that are all about the same height, all about the same size. They all have like dirty blonde hair that's cut in that fashion. All three of you. It's Joanna Bateman, Greg's mom, and, uh, and Shelby. You guys all with masks on. You could stand next to each other and be triplets. All right. Yeah, um, so we've got, um, this is the open mic inside with masks until about 6.50. And then there's an outdoor show um, that we do, and everywhere he wears masks, and they're all safe, and it's lovely, and it's good. Are you a comic? Oh, do you want to get up? Oh, oh, okay, you don't want to go up. It's okay, this is just the open mic. Uh-huh. All right, well, uh, before our uh, last comic on the list, Greg, comes up, I, I'll, I'll come around and do a set because uh, no one's here yet. Yay, so uh, clap it up for me. Yay. Oh, yeah. Today's been a really rough day for me. Well, yesterday was too. Uh, I did way, way too much cocaine on Wednesday. You ever have that? I don't do it anymore because I'm an adult. But it was a friend's birthday, and she's like, we are doing cocaine. And it was good, too. And I was like, no, I don't want it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Till 6.30 in the morning, the sun comes up. I'm like, I need to walk home. <laughs> I got home at 7.30. That was good. I stressed my body out so much, I gave myself a herpes. Has that ever happened to you? Did you... <laughs> Too much cocaine, your body goes, I'm done with you. <laughs> I do, I have a little, I have a little herp right now, but it's good because I'm not with anybody, so I'm not gonna give I'm not worried about COVID-19. I'm worried about giving people herpes. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna use my own microphone to keep you safe from the herp. You can barely see it. That's the joy of it when it barely comes out, but you know it's there. It's the perfect time to hate fuck. Has anyone does, you ever done the hate fucking? Where you're like, yeah, it feels so good. Well, this is a little different kind of hate fucking. It's when you get a herpes and they don't notice because they're drunk and stupid and they're your ex-boyfriend and you're like, fuck you. You can fuck my face right now. Won't that be fun? And they come over to booty call you and you suck their dick, but you have a herpes on your face. And they didn't know. That's hate fucking. I might have done that once, but he was really mean. He was really bad guy. He was really bad. Uh, yeah. So I masturbate a lot. I'm alone. I'm very, very alone. I masturbate with my cats. Uh, no, th- not with my cat. Near my cats. My cats and I both masturbate at the same time all together. It's a 
It's a lot of fun. They're very fuzzy. They're, they flip their tails around. They're like little fluffers. They're like, meow, <laughs> I love you too. I don't like use them to masturbate, but <laughs> do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Do you know how soft a cat's paw? The only reason I know that is because, you know, I'll be, I'll be masturbating and uh, my cat will put his soft, soft paw on my lower back uh, so I can feel loved. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's all I need. It's just my uh, alcoholic ex-boyfriend couldn't take his stupid flaccid hand and put it on my lower back so I could feel loved. You know, but you know who can? My cats. <laughs> cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cats. I want to shave them. I want to knit a sweater out of their fur. I want to make them wear it. <laughs> ah, crazy cat lady, meow. <laughs> I am. I want to... I was thinking about like taking their fur balls and like scrunching them up and sticking them underneath like my bun so it looks like I have more hair. <laughs> like cat extensions, right? Like cat extensions. No one will know. I'll smell so weird though. I already smell weird, you know. Ooh, detoxing from cocaine for 24 hours. I did not know I could smell like that. I had no idea. I didn't know that's what cocaine smelled like. I've been smelling it all this time, but not like that. Woo, I was ripe. Oof. My cats didn't even want to be near me. They were like, girl, <laughs> something's wrong with you. I was like, yeah, could you tell by the bowl? <laughs> Did a lot of vomiting. Uh, but not from alcoholism. A, a lot of times, so I don't know, any alcoholics in the room? Anybody vomit in the morning sometimes? Yeah. It's one of those things where like, you wake up in the morning and you're just like, I have to drink water. And you get to the refrigerator and you get that water and you just pound it down. Well, I thought that I could win the science fair with one of these projects. First, I need to abduct a small child. Uh, then we're going to do the science fair project. I'm going to get to the refrigerator. I'm going to get eight ounces of 38-degree water, right? And I pound it. And then we time how long until I vomit. But instead of vomiting into the sink or the toilet, nay, I vomit into a cup. And then the child takes the temperature of the water. And then we find out how many calories I burn being an alcoholic. <laughs> it's, it's a hard joke for people because it's basic chemistry, which people don't know anymore. If you raise one uh, ounce of water one degree, that's a calorie. Anyways, I can see the trifold thing, you know, when the, them walking by and being like, yeah, so 22 minutes, uh, 74 degrees. Because is that Mark Neuer? <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. I could tell, I could just tell from the sound of his walk, yeah! So, uh, yeah, here's the thing, you guys, pro tip. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you do not eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> Don't rub them on your gums, you weirdos, that's gross! You smoke them! Like a champion on your weed bowl, right? Weed smokers in the house? Weed, weed, yeah. I love weed. <laughs> I smoke so much weed, sometimes I think you're high. <laughs> you, ever, you ever smoke so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? It's hot, it's cold. I've been living in my house for 11 years. And I'm, sometimes I have no idea how my shower works. It's like Airbnb in your own home. Where where'd all the, where'd all this cat litter come from on the floor? Cat litter. It's playing a lot for this place. Okay, I'll, I'll end it on something really strong. My clit is so big. 
I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. All right. Okay, that's me. Hey, Mark Neuer, you're coming up. You get your own microphone. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Wow, Jesus. Has everyone else already gone up? That's how I do it, too. That's normally how I'm doing it. Do it in the privacy of my own home. And by that, I mean the strip club that I live at. I love being a comedian because I get to, you know, I live in a strip club so others don't have to. It's my service that I do. You're welcome. You're very... Okay, cool, yeah. This is how we do it when we leave. When we leave, we make sure we interrupt every comedian and make sure we disrupt the awkward silence that I was creating. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, yeah, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We know that Jesus wasn't white because they would have never prosecuted a white man like that. <laughs> never. That would have not happened if that was a white man. No, they would have made him emperor. <laughs> A white dude with magical powers? We need to bring that guy up, not down. You know, that's, that, was, that would have been the mentality. That's just how I know for a fact he wasn't a white man. It's okay. Uh, at least you liked it. I don't know, dude. I feel like I never left the Tenderloin. I feel like I'm still in the Tenderloin. How did that happen? I left 6th and Market to the 21st in Florida of the Mission District. Nothing changed. I almost just saw someone get stabbed. Nothing has changed. It's like, this is the last time I'm buying drugs in the Tenderloin. Man, this is so quick. I didn't even get to do the cocaine I just bought. I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> I'm mad that I'm on stage right now. I'm like at a, a disservice to myself. I'm like, dude, I want to fucking snort some drugs. What the fuck? God bless, dude. Oh, I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of him damning everything. I don't know. I'm tired of it. I can't stand it. I love COVID. COVID's been fantastic. <laughs> no, it's been so good. It's so good. It's like a bunch of free money just to sit around and jerk off. It's so good. I was able to, I was able to accomplish my childhood dream during COVID. It's been so good. I was able to purchase a flashlight. So good. They come in 31 different pl flavors of porn star, any, any flavor you want. You can get the asshole. They even have a fleshlight with, a, with an asshole and a ball sack. It's so good. It's, I put it right on my face. It's so good. It's so fucking fantastic. I fuck my fleshlight so often it has a UTI. I need to... <laughs> I don't know where the fleshlight clinic is, so I just kind of have it in my backpack. I haven't talked to it, looked at it, smelled it. I can't. It's dripping green goo. I don't know where it came from. If you don't clean a fleshlight you're going to have problems, you know, you got to, it's got, you got to clean your hole, you know, you got to clean it. When I bought it, I told my friends I was buying a flashlight, and they were like, hey, you know, it's not going to feel like the real thing. And it doesn't, it doesn't. So what I did is I went on Craigslist and I bought a used one. I did the fucking trick. I left it at my friend's house. He fucked it. Now it feels just like my ex-girlfriend. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, I'm not even single anymore. I named it Haley. It's, it's so good. We have a beautiful, fan fantastic relationship um, where I don't talk to it. It doesn't talk to me. It's inanimate. It's great. So good. Can't wait to get back to my flashlight so I can cuddle it. 
awesome. I hate sexual orientation. I'm sorry, I already fucked it up. I hate sexual identity. Can't stand it. Maybe it's because I'm ignorant. I break down the term sexual, often, identity, Mark Neuer. They're like, no, no, we mean your sexual orientation. Oh, well, in that case, horizontal, occasionally vertical, sometimes diagonal if we're getting freaky. <laughs> so good. God bless. Who are you? No, who are you? Who are you? It's okay. It's not even my line. <laughs> Whose line is it anyways? Oh. <laughs> it's Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. She's not impressed. She wants me to kill myself. Is that true? Is that true? Can you just kill me for me? Because suicide's not funny, but murder's fantastic. So if you could just kill me, that'd be great. It'd be helping everyone. <laughs> I know that I like, I move this mic stand as if it's a big rig shifting shifter. It's just the white trash in me. It just, it just, that's, that's Stockton in me. It just can't get out of me. I don't know what it is. It just, ah, shifting gears. Thank God. I ah, know I do it a lot. It's the cocaine. It's, it's the cocaine. That's all the, ah, that's all that is. That's just the drugs. It's just the drugs. You guys hear this, 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 you've heard this, I'm sure. When you have cocaine in your pocket, you're not doing it. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Have you heard this? The very first time I bought cocaine, I put it in my wallet pocket, and my wallet fell out of my pocket because it actually fucking burned a goddamn hole in my pocket. And I don't know why that happened. And I know it's not funny. It's just real. It's just real, okay? Drugs are bad. Don't do them. Give them to me. I have something for Pam Benjamin. Is it drugs? <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Wouldn't you wish? Oh, wow, even better. Woo! Thank you for donating to Mutiny Radio. Yay. That way you can choose what drugs you want. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make it loud for Pam Benjamin. You guys have a great night. Thank you for being here. Mark Neuer. Hooray, Azar. Yay. We always appreciate donations. Um, so, our last comedian. I, are you a comic? Yeah, this is the open mic. Do you wanna do you wanna do a couple minutes? What's your name? I'd rather not be on the radio. You don't want oh, you wanna also not on the radio. Okay. Greg doesn't want to do it on the radio either. So I we'll have we, well what we'll do is I'm gonna put on some commercials and then I'm gonna turn off the sound because we can't do it with the sound and the stuff. And then uh, we'll be right back here on Mutiny Radio with the show outside. So stay tuned with our commercials and we're gonna have a couple comics go off air because they don't wanna burn material and that's fine. Um, all right, so we'll be right back. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at AnalogSubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're... 
chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Records, 
round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scato Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, Regression and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. a guy who knows Bob Sicamano. I'm working some of the times, but those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me, so I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom, but it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I wanted some mindless entertainment, but I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. I like to stretch rubber bands. They need the exercise. I have a moral compass app on my phone, but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I abbreviated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I have a car, but it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night, this is Aqua Q. I'm Serena, Allison, Ava, Daniel, Fiona, Kate. 
Lee, Oliver, Samantha, Susan, Tom. And this is Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. This is Aqua Q. Q was in a pickle. No, it was a real pickle. Bread and butter type, the kind that's delicious. And so his problem remained. He see a doctor, but who would see him during the middle of a day? Like today? Or any other day, no less, or more, or more and more etc. The sun was shining across the planet, if only Superman were around too, no no that didn't work. The first time, Niagara and the cola etc and the drop and catch, or so I remember a gas station. Boom. I wonder if the bots have that, or are saving it for some copyright reason to never actually show it to the people when they want to see it again. Hum. He began to hum. The tune was like a bubble, of sorts. Yeah, that was it. Binary entries, and matrices and well. More reason to sort numbers is like a reason to waste a bit of time now to save spending for later. And so that was the reason we gathered up the machines for the final push. The bots had been idle, been mostly idle that is. They thought they were doing work. At least. We thought they were doing work because they were taking up power and humming melodies to the tune. Of millions in the data centers. Yes the dark cold rooms where only admins went to plug and unplug. Machinery from boxes and palace, and so forth and on and off, with a gas that would asphyxiate. A human against his will to work a full shift, or as an execute to jades in the whole deal with. A soldering iron and a piece of loose metal. Hum. So the airwaves were alive in the center where Q found himself this afternoon. The cold and hot. Rows were mostly working, besides B6 which seemed to be wired backwards. Clues were left for. The others in terms of blinking lights against the backdrop of grated iron. Real time was aisle 5. That's where the magic was supposed to be happening, and by happening I mean. The crypto buses were wired in pairs, and one extra, and a huge molten gas thing tray of fiber ran. Out and up the wall and through concrete in a plastic tray, so as to not interrupt its light workings. Yellow. Blue. Orange. Well the DWDM gear was heavenly dark, as most expensive gear is, with but a single light to let you know the chips weren't overheating or anything. Blip. Blip. This went on for a while, tracing, and marveling at the job that had been rigged some 15 years prior. Oh. Was that 480 volts coming in? Nobody gets that anymore. I hope the transformer is hooked up solid. Coffee poured onto the floor from the next room. Millions of dollars in gear and a 25 coffee pot that was twice its mean time between failure age. It was sitting on a box, for some reason, and cups were messily dripping grounds into a trash that was never emptied. This was the admin's coffee. Wildest scene. And we wonder why the discs keep filling up. Moving them back and forth, and sharting. And copying. It was like NetApp went on holiday at its 30% marker gate. Or whatever that means. Ready for some dialogue. Again, AQ? Networks in order? Or? Out of order by refactor, as intended, right? I mean the job was to reorder the parts we didn't need so when we needed them we wouldn't need them, was that your plan? Or the several dozen people's plans after you rather? Oh yes. That's why. He didn't actually work there anymore. 
that figures why there were now 12 men running around in lab coats into the data center to reset the halon or whatever they use these days, and retract the soldering iron I left behind as a joke. It's no joke, Max was a mind reader. And his associate, Maxine. Yes, there was often confusion. Maxine was slim and Max was not. Maxine wore makeup, and Max was always making up for some job, or making his way out for lunch. Maxine, her slender hand extended to Q's reach for a sandwich off the cardboard tray. Oh I wasn't hungry anyway. What I am doing here again? To test this. She pointed. You left it here five years ago. And it's still humming. Just like you, it seems. Yes. He was humming, and gleaming at the sight of Project K. It was kind of a wonder he remembered it in all detail. Retail, derailed Mastiff Jodger and ought that it was. It's been beeping at us since 12 a.m., I think you got the message, we left your page wrong. Well, he hadn't gotten the page, per se, but you could hear that think five miles away, give or take. The eye it signaling it was tied into all over the city. Blip. Blip. ZZZKT. Yeah, that bit. You did get the page, right? I mean somebody did. We got a return TXT, see you in eight hours. Why eight? The contract said four. Well, forget about the numbers, it's just a line item, you know, Q hadn't been paid for any of this, but was intrigued to see her holding up the access fob he buried in the wall before he left. It was dusty still and lit up when he went to grab it. The metal. Good job. It wouldn't work for us. We thought it might. Well that's fine, he grabbed it and stuffed it in his pocket, with a sandwich to not eat later. I thought you didn't like Max's sandwiches? No, it's not for him, that's why I took it Q laughed. Indeed. He'll be back in 47 minutes, if his burger adventure is on time. Are you? 47. Yes. I'm on time. I'll need that wire, know the one you're wearing. And, he grabbed her and recorder. And yes, that'll do for power. Be back in 12 minutes. Right save click, insert, bobblehead. Yes. It seemed to be working. Q was back in cabinet B6. The backwards one for a reason. So he could find it. Everything has to be so perfect, he mumbled. I mean I'm surprised. Well anyway. He jabbed the fob into the drive slot. After screwing around with the rails for a second and some more. Click. More. ZZZKZKZZKT. Stop. Quiet. Of sorts. All the spindles locked, and power from the top to the middle of the cabinet was down. Left only with the bottom machine A1, running on 1 yuan. A dedicated strand of fiber from the tray. Oh zero. Here we were. Well. Here I was. So what have you been up to? He plugged in a screen and clicked a few buttons. Dash. Music on hold came piped through the center speakers. It was. Started with a B. Not that. One. This. And this. He pressed a few keys. And blam. Oh. Well after all that. Marvel. Was the prompt. It was one of a dean. Or rather the head end to the dean. Login cryo. Pass. Gazing. Dollar. Oh cash money, and X windows began to swim into view, switching video modes like it was 1999. 1152 by 928? Wait. Okay here we go. Pop pop pop, dizzle. It was loading bitmaps and changing the color palette to match them easily. 
256 colors it had, or 216, or whatever was grayed out. It became apparent to Q that this box had finished its job three years ago. Ever since then it sort of went a little nuts and started generating nudes of Terry Hatcher like in 3D stereoscopes and fractals, or some such nonsense. Wild. That must have been the Superman reference from before. He looked down at the fob, still plugged in, and its light had changed to red and began to warble. His arm was hot too, leftover chip and all. All right, everybody, outside. Uh, before we get started with the comedy, we're going to do a little music. J.W. Blunt is the host of the J.W. Megaweg show every Friday from 4 to 6. And he's here to play some songs for you, warm you yeah. up before we get to the comedy. Clap together for J.W. Yeah. Blunt. Yay! All right. I got some uh, originals, of course. This one, this one is called The Time Traveling Tamale Lady. I wrote it here. It's a summer day. Take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Alejandra, Ale, underlay. Alejandra, Ale, underlay. I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. They're not making more land, we're not getting any younger. Every day's the first day of summer. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. She's chilling like Bob Dylan, like a match, Johnny Cash. Just a man with six strings attached. She's just a man, they are them. Woman, woman. I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Velvet Cantina. I'm kicking back in the Latin America club. I'm taking Muni back to the real San Pancho. Uh huh, uh huh. Take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. I'll take you back to the future. Everyone and everything is a beautiful creature. Just a frog, frog in the summer wind. Just a frog. Frog in the summer wind. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. Just a frog in the summer wind. Just a frog, frog in the summer wind. Ale, Adele. Alejandra, Ale, Adele. El Rey, Dabarano, Del Beso. used to doing the Britney Spears thing with the, like the wireless microphone. I've been doing that, so I feel like I want to move around, but then no one can hear me. Um, let's see. 
another one for you. Guess who's in the building? Make it snazz, make it snazzy, make it jazz, make it jazzy. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. Make it flash, make it flashy, make it class, make it class. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Caliente. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. This next lyric's inspired by Pam. Hey, you got a nice sprint on today. Hey, you been living a long time to be looking 22. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech moon. Make it snazz, make it snazzy. Make it jazz, make it jazzy. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech moon. Make it flash, make it flashy. Make it class, make it classy. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Caliente. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. Bitty bitty boom boom ballet. Bitty 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 boom boom. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. Bitty 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 boom boom. You got a nice print on today. Bitty bitty boom boom. Hey, you been living a long time to be looking 22. Bitty 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 boom boom. Walk in the door, light up the room. Fashionista in the tech boom. everyone hooray okay, I'm gonna run around everybody clap again for JW Blunt listen to his show on Fridays from 4 to 6 or you can download all the podcasts he also does Tiki Desk concerts you should look that up on Instagram uh, it's amazing it's an incredible show that he does um, socially distanced in his backyard with a bunch of amazing bands so yay JW Blunt yay okay I'm gonna run around yay Yay! Hi, everybody! Hi! Socially distance, everyone's wearing masks. I'm pro so proud of you. Hi, Mike Bonds! Yay! And then we have this. Um, J.W. Blunt, that's so great. It's so kind that he does that song because he, he uses some punchlines from my joke in his songs. And if any comedians stole my punchlines, I'd want to kill them. But I love that he put me on a song. I feel like it's very... Uh, so I'm going to do that joke for you <laughs> because that's the way it works. Uh, hey, Jack, will you do a favor for me? Will you, um, on the board inside, there's one that says S2 and pull it down like one notch. Thank you. All right. So I live in the Tenderloin. 
I do not live here in the Mission. A lot of people think I live here. I do not. That would be illegal. It's a storefront. It's not zoned for that. Uh, but I do live in the Tenderloin. I pay my own rent and everything. Isn't that amazing? Hey, get seats socially distanced. You can move the chairs wherever you feel comfortable. Your dog is so cute. Oh, my God. Does your dog have an Instagram? No, oh, because your dog would have more Instagram followers that we do than we do here at Mutiny Radio SF, which you can tag you follow us on Mutiny Radio SF and that adorable dog. So I live in the Tenderloin, and uh, I finally, you know, understand catcalling. Right? Uh, but maybe it's not. I don't even want to call it cat com- calling. I'd rather call it cat complimenting, because they are saying some really nice things to me. Right? I was walking down the street, and a gentleman said, "Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22." That's a compliment, all right? And that is not a cat call. I am taking that compliment. Me, one, you, zero. Yeah. Another gentleman I walked by and he said, girl, you got a nice fit on today. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. It's like a double entendre and cat complimenting. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. Yes, I'm into it. Thank you. Another gentleman looked me dead in the eyes and he said, you look like you know something. <sighs> I have always wanted to be seen as smart. Like, that's my whole goal in life. You see me, bro. I don't wear skirts anymore because a gentleman walked up to me and he said, Hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? <gasps> that's catcalling. Okay. Also, that's like super gross. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> Why do you want to smell that dude's jizz, bro? <laughs> like, that's so gross. That's so gross. That's on you, man. Actually, it's all over me. <laughs> Sticky cum dumpster, gross. So I do understand cat calling is what I'm saying. I also understand it because I have a kitten. Does anyone have a kitten? Anyone have a cat? A cat? Yes. I cat call all the time. I'm like, baby girl, baby girl, come here. Come here, baby girl. She ignores me. Baby girl, I love you. Come here, baby girl. And then she shows me her butthole, and I'm like, oh, you be asking for it. And I run over to her, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> I understand cat calling. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't even work on cats. <laughs> it doesn't. It ain't going to work on this pussy. What? Cool. Cat calling. I, I actually, <laughs> I think I cat called our, um, our local mail carrier um he is he is so cute i found out his name is ethan sadly he's married uh but he is adorable he's tall and blonde and he he messes around with the outfit right like he rolls up the pants and wears big boots and the other day when it was warm he had his mail shirt open and he was wearing a wife beater you know and i was like damn so (laughs) i walked up to him and i said um i hope that the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it and I winked but like he was wearing that wife beater and I could see his nip he was showing a little nip and I'm like you were asking for it come on what am I supposed to say nothing I'm just supposed to ignore you on the street come on I love we love our mail carriers <laughs> maybe inappropriately it's cat calling you guys uh you guys excited here, here's this isn't this isn't a funny thing, but this is a true thing, or maybe it's not. It's me smoking way too much weed and thinking way too much. So, our current president is still there, but he's not doing anything, right? 
I think in 20 years, they're going to look back from the election to the inauguration, and they're going to look at those, what, 78 days, and they're going to be like, how many hundreds of thousands of people died because of his ego and pride and hubris for not being like, hey, it is real. We should all not have Thanksgiving together. <laughs> Please, everybody, be safe. <laughs> Everyone's like, gee, I wonder why all the COVID ratings went up at that period of time. Oh, it was right after Halloween. All you dumb people partied together for Halloween. And you go, I don't know why the COVID's so big right now. I mean, I just hang out with my 20 friends <laughs> that I haven't seen. Okay. Not funny, just real. I'm just saying, like, I know, I smoke so much weed that sometimes I think these thoughts and I'm like, I am so smart or I smoke way too much weed. <laughs> I've convinced myself that I'm smart. I smoke so much weed, I think you're high. <laughs> and you're probably not high. I think everyone's high. You guys like to smoke the buds, smoke the pots, the pot smoking? You ever smoke so much pot that you forget how your own shower works? Ah! <laughs> I've been living in my place for 11 years. I'm like, it's hot, it's cold, what is going on? It's like Airbnb in your own home. How do I make the shower work? Why am I paying so much money for this place and there's cat litter all over the floor? Cat litter. Cat litter's not funny. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I wanna take my cat, I wanna shave him. I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. Crazy! <laughs> I'm nuts! Crazy! Go nuts, cat lady! It's true. I, uh, I live alone. I masturbate a lot. I thought that I was masturbating overhearing my neighbors having sexy times. No, it was just my cats play fighting in the other room. Surprisingly easy to finish. <laughs> My imagination is so vivid, I masturbate to podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't watch porn. <laughs> podcasts. And before you think it's Joe Rogan, no. I masturbate to my own podcasts because I am a narcissist. I love to hear myself talk. <laughs> Some things are too true. So I did, I did, last week I went to the dentist, and I learn life lessons every time I go to the dentist. I actually love my dentist. Um, so I'm, I'm realizing what I've learned this time. Number one, I can have my mouth open a lot longer than I thought without complaining. <laughs> also, <laughs> I can take a lot more pain than I ever realized. And, and number three, I, I enjoy a man's fingers in my mouth. <laughs> Do you know how awkward it is to ask Dr. Kyle to pull your hair? <laughs> That was a weird moment. Um, you guys can get any chairs and move them socially distanced wherever you want to be. Um, and for safety, we're all wearing masks and stuff unless you're on stage. I, um, for the comedians here tonight, I have a ton of microphones back here. So you each kind of get your own microphone. Or you can cover them or whatever you feel safe with. Um, I will do one more joke that is a little bit too racy. But it's still sort of clean. Okay. Uh, my clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's a little gross. You guys aren't eating dinner. You're fine. All right. I've been Pam Benjamin. You guys are all here. This is super exciting. Again, um, socially distance yourselves. Hi. And um, there's chairs. You can move the chairs anywhere you feel safe. And that's great. And uh, bye. Thank you for coming. Yay. Your cute, cute dog. Get him an Instagram. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, why, why not? <laughs> I'll follow the dog. <laughs> like, what else? I think. 
I'd like to know the story of, you know, their balls. <laughs> Where did they, when did they disappear? Do they still have them? What happens? Show me on Instagram. All right, your first comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody. He's super funny. It's Jack Ferguson. Yay. Hello, how are you pretty people? Good? Doing well? Yeah? Make it loud for Pam Benjamin for setting this shit up. She, she's a, a visionary. Um, my name is Jack Ferguson. You guys watch the Discovery Channel? Do you guys know the Discovery Channel? Discovery Channel, for those of you guys who don't know, it's just a, a channel where all of their programming is they just follow delusional white people around with cameras. There's a show where they follow white people who believe in ghosts around. They follow white people who believe in Sasquatch around. And then during Shark Week, they follow around a guy who believes in Megalodon. And then there's Pawn Stars. That's their entire programming list. Um, and I'm going to change that joke back to the way I used to do it. But I think the, the, the thing is, is like all of these things, it's just basically rednecks trying to find monsters, right? And the thing about rednecks is they are not scared of monsters, you know? Like, if you tell a redneck there's a ghost in the other room, he'll be like, well, there's a ghost in the other room? What are we doing in here, you know? <laughs> Let's go talk to him, you know? Maybe he knows who QAnon is. Cool. Cool. Uh, drunk driving's a big problem, right? Drunk driving's a big problem that I have uh, is tough, man. You know, they keep telling me I can't do it anymore and I just don't like authority. So uh, here's the thing. They tell you drunk driving super dangerous, right? And that you shouldn't do it. The thing they don't tell you is that it's super fun and convenient, you know? Okay, bunch of good citizens. <laughs> do you guys like getting fucked up with your friends? Yeah, you like drinking? Do you like cruising down the highway? Drunk driving is both of those things combined. So you might want to try it out, you know? And some of you might be like, well, listen, I one time had to drive drunk, you know? I had to drive because I didn't have any other option, and it wasn't fun for me. I was super anxious. And that goes away after the first couple of times, you know? <laughs> so just give it a shot is all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm going to go back to the redneck thing. I just don't think they – I because I did well, right? And I don't – like – I saw a video of a redneck wrestling an alligator once. Have you guys seen them do this? Like, there's alligator. They'll literally pin an alligator to the ground for no reason. The risk-reward in that action is just ridiculous, you know? And I saw this, like, there's this huge, older, like, white dude just absolutely pinned this giant lizard, and he dominated it. And I, the whole time I was thinking, like, this guy had to learn how to do that, you know? Like, th there had to be a point where it was his first time wrestling an alligator. You know, what leads you to make that decision? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Note taken. Um, yeah. I am um, bipolar. Yeah, if you couldn't have sussed that out from what I was talking about. A lot of people think that it's like a like shitty to be bipolar. It's not. There's tons of advantages, right? Like you guys have to take pills to get high. All I have to do is stop taking pills. That's mania is nature's cocaine, you know? I do take pills for it, too. I keep them in my car. And the other day, uh, someone broke into my car and stole my lithium. 
which is ironic because I think they probably thought they were opiates. You know, they were trying to get high, but instead they just became mentally stable, you know? <laughs> like their final crime was just getting their shit together, you know? People do say weird shit to you, too, when they find out you're bipolar. They're like, oh, you're bipolar? I have a friend who I think is bipolar. It's like, really? Is he diagnosed? And they're like, no, he's just a dick to everyone. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, that's not even a symptom, you know? <laughs> like maybe the reason he's a dick to you is because you keep telling everyone he's bipolar. I've been 5150, too. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, watch out for her. Um, so 5150, for those of you guys who don't know, it's when you get taken to the psych ward against your will, right? So in my case, I was having a manic episode, and they were like, you're sick, you need to go to the hospital. And I had a clever retort for that. What I said was, I'm Christ, I will not be detained. And then they tasered me. <laughs> it's fun, though. I mean, it was different in the psych ward than I thought it would be. Like that padded room that like exists in movies and shit, you know the one they put crazy people in in movies? Doesn't exist. Which I was bummed about, you know? Because if I was going to be in there, I wanted to learn how to do a backflip, at least, you know? Spend my time wisely. There were also undergraduate med students who were there as part of their education. And I like to fuck with those people a little bit as well. They were like, they would sit down and I'd be like, oh, what are you in for? And they'd go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm training to be a doctor. I don't have a mental illness. I'm going to leave in the afternoon. And then I would say, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what they told me, too. We're seeing Shutter Island. You're going to be here forever, man. <laughs> Your wife is dead, so it only works if you've seen Shutter Island. I broke up with my girlfriend right before quarantine started. Smart decision. In hindsight, I didn't know that quarantine was coming. I was like, listen, you I just think we should see other people, you know? And then for three months, we didn't see any people. So it's tough. We, uh, like, when we, <laughs> it was tough. The, I mean, if I'm being real with you, she broke up with me. But when we broke up, when we broke up, it was a bummer because she was really good in bed, you know? Or, like, that's what my, all my friends told me. Or <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. We got into a big fight, and she was like, Jack, we've been together for two years. She was like, Jack, two years, the whole time, you never once made me come. Never once. I faked it every time. It's like, you faked it every time? That's on you, honestly. I don't even feel bad because you were living in a web of your own lies, you know? <laughs> At a certain point, you have to give me honest feedback, you know? You're not stroking my ego anymore. You're just getting off on lying. It's like I like you have to have honest feedback. I think that I don't think women should fake orgasms. That's my position. <laughs> it makes me feel like one of those Make-A-Wish kids that they let score touchdowns, you know? It's like this is fun, but we both know I don't deserve it, you know? This would be much better if a real football player was fucking you. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot about that. I think I probably did a bunch of those today. <laughs> okay, that's my second one. All right, three strikes and you're out. I don't know. I just think like you need to give accurate feedback, right? You have to give accurate feedback. If I was learning how to sing, and every time I sang for you, you pretended to lose control of your legs, I would think I was Beyonce, you know what I mean? So just don't hype me up too much. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, I don't know where your clitoris is, but don't you? Can't you point it out, right? If you went down on me and started sucking the wrong thing, I'd let you know. <laughs> Unless it felt good, you know? Unless it felt good. Had to stop watching porn, too. 
how to stop watching porn, went to some dark places, you know? When they start speaking German, it's time to cut it out, you know? And if you're laughing at that, you know what I'm talking about, and you should stop. <laughs> it's really, if you don't get that joke, good for you. <laughs> I didn't understand why those videos existed until someone told me they were like, men think about porn the way that dogs think about food, right? Like, have you ever seen a dog eat something in order to find out if it's edible? Okay, you guys don't have dogs. So like a, like a, a dog like sees a piece of cardboard, he's like, yo, I don't know if that's tasty. But there's only one way to find out, you know? That's the way. All right, you get kids. Um, <laughs> have, have a good night, guys. Welcome, uh, you know, San Francisco, very reputable city, yeah. All right. It's kind of probably too late for me to do the punchline. <laughs> oh, man. What do you guys think about guns? San Francisco, right? It's an anti-gun city, mostly. Any of you guys carrying right now? You have to notify me by law, so <laughs> that's that's not a lie. I made that up. Um, I think guns are cool. I do. I don't trust myself with one, but I think they're cool. Like, uh, there was a guy who went into a church in Texas and tried to shoot it up, like, a year ago. And he got one shot off, and in 2.8 seconds, he was immediately stopped by a volunteer security guard who got him on it from 100 yards away, got him on his first shot, right? And that guy, 2.8 seconds. That guy's a hero, right? He was also too ready, you know? Like 2.8 seconds? I didn't realize John Wick was working volunteer security at a Texas church. And yeah, you stopped a mass shooting, but you also became the number one suspect for the next mass shooting, right? Like if that guy snaps and loses it, no one's going to be like, oh, what were the signs? Uh, I don't know. How about the time he domed someone in a house of God without even blinking? You know what I mean? Yeah? Cool. All right. My name has been Jack Ferguson. You guys have been great. I've been mediocre. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You didn't mention Betty is baked goods. Oh, I didn't. Jack Ferguson, everyone! Yay! Yay! He mentioned uh, guns. Uh, you know why Californians can't have guns? Because they're always triggered. <laughs> they're triggered. I like that. He was talking about porn there for a second. Uh, I have a lacrimation fetish, which means I like to watch men cry. That turns me on, <laughs> right? But that's why I don't watch porn, because I don't like watching women cry. You know, <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I just like watching men cry. Good. Uh, a lot of people say they, uh, a lot of comics say that they don't want to uh, have sex with me because I have a real serious mom vibe. And I'm like, what about a stepmom vibe? <laughs> I've heard about those new tropes in porn. My question is, are the actresses in porn real stepmoms? Or just really good actresses? <laughs> which, which is it? I don't know. It's hard to tell. All right. Oh, wait. You're moving your car? You're up next. That was, that was going to be Mike Bonds. He was gonna, I guess he's moving his car. Something's happening. Something's happening. Maybe he's taking the other space. I'll I'll do a couple more jokes while he's moving his car. That's not Mike Bonds? Where's Mike Bonds? Where'd he go? What happened? Is he in the bathroom? What ha what ha what where? What? Oh no, you're fine. Hi pup. Does your dog have an Instagram? No, you gotta get one. I don't know what it I don't know what it means, but you should call him Lord Greybeard. <laughs> Good. 
See, it was Mike. It is our next comedian. Oh, wow. Pole position. What? What? Rolls into his set like a champion. Turns right around. Takes that spot. So impressed. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Bonds. Yay. Do you have your microphone? Yes, are we good? All right, one, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Can I? Can you see me? Can you smell me? All right. How you guys doing tonight? All right. We're out here in the cold, enjoying ourselves. You guys ready to laugh? You like you ready to laugh? All right. I'm gonna give you something to laugh about. Stay tuned. All right, guys. <laughs> you guys just vote. Everybody go vote. Yeah, I did. I don't want to get too personal, but I voted for the old white guy. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, it's as far as I'm gonna take it. You know, I want to talk about too much in there, but uh, I realized I had a big-ass head. Clap it up, you got a big head. My guy, I know you got a, you know, you got a little dome under there, you know. I understand I got a big head. No offense to you. Don't come, <laughs> hey, you said I had a big head. I'm just, it pertains to my joke here, buddy. <laughs> now, I understand I had a big-ass head, man. When I went to the hat shop the other day, and the dude at the hat shop was like, hey, man, it's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we get your size in. <laughs> A little too big for my, to make, so. And I realized when I looked at my son the other day, I was like, damn, you got a big ass head, son. <laughs> I looked at his mom and I was like, okay, I realize where he gets it from. He gets it from me. Gets it from me. How many people think our phone is watching you? You know your phone's watching you. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it is, you know. The other day I was using a Waze app. And Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a KFC about a half a block away. Would you like to get there? I was like, you know what? Get me on there. You know me so well, Waze. You know me so well. Anybody lost some weight recently? No? Everybody got that pandemic weight? I know, right? During the, during the pandemic, I think I picked up some bad things, you know? I picked up a food porn habit, you know? <laughs> Straight up, man. You, man. you like a man that likes his food porn, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> I feel myself sneaking away at night to watch a nice enchilada being made, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, the cheese is about to melt. They're melting the cheese right about now. How many people seeing a therapist? We got any therapists out here in the house? Clap it up. No? You all should be, you really should be seeing a therapist. Look, he's laughing the loudest. Nah, man, I'm, I'm actually, I started seeing a therapist, man. She's really nice, too. Really good therapist, you know. And the other day I'm in her office and she's like, Mike, Tell me what's really on your mind today. I'm your therapist. Let me know what's going on. I said, I don't think you want to go down those those alleys. And she's like, no, tell me. And I'm like, well, okay. I said, do you think it's okay for me to jack off to my therapist? So I got a new therapist now. He's really cool. <laughs> Showing me different things. Oh, man. Um... I totally wasn't ready to get up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my jokes ready, guys. I'm gonna get myself ready. Just <laughs> work with me here, you know. Realized about uh, white guilt the other day. I got white friends who feel guilty about what's going on in the world right now. So I'm starting to get benefits off of that, <laughs> right? I'm starting to benefit off my friend's white guilt. He's like, dude, I know what's going on in the world right now. We go out, dinner's on me. I'm like, beers too. You got it, bro. It's on me. You know, take care of your black friends, man. That's all I'm saying <laughs> from a black guy. 
became a vegetarian recently. How many people? We got some vegetarians out here, right? We got some people practicing. No, nobody out here. Vegans, time to time, you know. Me too. I, I became one for like two weeks, you know. It's hard to break that habit of meat, man, you know. Especially when you go and you try to buy stuff in the store and they look at you and they're like, who is this for? <laughs> I'm like, this is for me. They're like, no, it's not. Who are you buying this for? But I think the best part about being a vegetarian is taking a dump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> taking a dump just comes out so smooth being a vegetarian, you know. I was talking about the COVID earlier, man, and the pandemic and everything. One big thing I miss about it is uh, is buffets, <laughs> right? <laughs> Do I look like a man that loves a good buffet, man? I, I miss the buffets, man, you know? But these people got to get their kids at these buffets because they let kids run around buffets, and it's ridiculous, you know? I was at a buffet in Vegas before the pandemic started. Had a little kid running around a buffet, man. He's, like, running around taunting me. Hurry up, man. Get your food. Hurry up. Big man. Look at him just taunting me. It's crazy, too, because the kid took a piece of chicken and he put it in the fudge fountain and he threw it at me. And I was like, whoa, bro. So I had to try it. And it turns out it was pretty good, man. <laughs> so you guys go out there and try that chocolate chicken. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. <laughs> Talked about San Francisco. We got potheads out here and everything. I know, right? Right, look, he's like, me, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, right? He's like, guilty, you know? You ever, you ever been smoking with somebody and their whole accent changed while you was talking to them? Like, <laughs> I smoked with my buddy the other day, man, and his accent just went from American to Jamaican like that. I was like, bro, are you that high, bro? He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, you know? I was like, bro, you from Texas, bro. What's up with this accent? I don't know, man, it's weed. <laughs> Straight up, man. I got uh I got caught jacking off the other day, man. It's crazy cuz it's my mom, you know. It's crazy cuz she video called me too, right? <laughs> right, technology, right? She just learned how to use her video calling. I'm like, "Really, mom, right now?" First thing she does when she calls me, "What you doing? When you coming over?" I'm like, "Mom, this is not the time for that." <laughs> This is not the time. She's like, really? Are you going to equate your mom in that joke? Yes, because <laughs> it happened. I only tell the truth. I only tell the truth. So I'm going to the gym. You know, I'm trying this thing out, you know, for like 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's funny when, you know, I go to the gym and I have to stand in front of skinny people while they're on a treadmill waiting for them. It just looks ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? I need this thing more than you, man. Get out the way. You guys got any tattoos? I'm sure somebody out here has tattoos, right? You, know, you, you seem like a tattoo guy, you know. Everybody's getting monumental stuff, you know, for their first tattoos, their kids' names, your kids' birthdays, parents' names and stuff like that. You know, and then there's these people that get Asian writing. Who's got Asian writing tattoos out here, first of all? Clap your hands, no? Okay, well, <laughs> somebody, people get that. I'm sure you've all seen them before. They get like, oh, yeah, it's faith, moon, stars. You're like, okay, it's an Asian. Okay, fine. We don't know what Asian it is, but it's in some Asian writing. It looks cool. You know, I want to get some Asian writing tattooed on my arm. You know, my first tattoo is going to say chow mein, two egg rolls, fried rice, and general chicken, you know. Why? Because I love it. When I go into an Asian food restaurant, I'll be like, right here. It's right here. There's my order. Please, don't mess it up. Yeah, I joined a uh, a kazoo group on uh, Facebook the other day, guys. You guys, did you see that kazoo commercial over the holidays? The Facebook one's crazy, right? Everybody's all playing the kazoo and everything. 
You know, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to join a kazoo group. Why not? Two weeks later, it turned into a Trump support group. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> hey, you guys, that's been my time. I'm Mike Bonds. I'm going to bring Pam back out here. The lovely Pam Benjamin. Uh, what's up? This mic cable is not gonna go very far. May, uh, Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's no problem. It's no problem. I'll just stay in this stairwell, and people can listen to the dulcet tones of my female voice. First lady comic of the night. Woo! Any ladies in the audience? As if I can't see you and guess. Um. Yeah, I came all the way up from Santa Cruz. Woo! Uh, yeah, do you guys use Waze? Anybody use Waze? Have you ever wondered if you were the hazard reported ahead? <laughs> I do every time. Oh, God. Um, yeah, uh, Santa Cruz is fine. I've lived there for a few years. I moved there uh, from... Uh, um, I know, I got to get away from it. Come closer. Come closer. Hey guys. Okay, I'll just cower. Uh, yeah, Santa Cruz is cool. I moved there a couple years ago. I came from uh, I came from back east. Went to a little school called NYU. Majored in cocaine, <laughs> and I minored in smoking in cabs. How can you minor in smoking in a cab? Well, there's an art to it. You get in the cab and uh, you attempt to smoke a joint. And then when the cab driver gets mad, you say, fine, I'll just smoke a cigarette. And that's how you negotiate. Those good negotiating skills I got. Uh, yeah, but I moved to Santa Cruz a couple years ago, and I didn't really know anybody. I was working at this place, and my coworker invited me to a party. He was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a big house party at my house this weekend. you got to come. Super excited. So I put on a nice dress. I went to the Safeway. I was going to buy a bottle of wine, but I was like, no, I'm on a mission. I'm going to make friends. I bought a bottle of Stoli, okay? I show up at the house party. No one's really in the house, whatever. It's a nice night. So I go out, and uh, I see the people, and I realize that I had not gotten the dress code because it was Patagonia jacket Birkenstock optional. Yeah, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I put the Stoli down on the at the bar cart or... Um, you know, just on the ground next to the jug of Carla Rossi. 
Yeah, Santa Cruz. I'm sorry. I'm just, this is how you guys party. You guys are like, fuck you, New York bitch. Go home. Uh, no, you guys were lovely. Uh, I went out there and I um, I found a couple of people. Oh, okay. All right. You have, you have some tether, you have is this a clean mic? Yeah, it's clean. Hello. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if I told you this is clean either. I won't F swear, um, but I will talk about my vagina. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Um, whoo, so uh, whatever. At the end of the story, it's not that good. But I was at the party, and there were there were a couple people, like, you know, and I kind of chatted, and I introduced myself, and, you know, I thought we were getting along, and I was like, you know, they had a couple empty chairs, and I was like, oh, qu can I sit with you guys? And uh, this woman looked at me, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we brought these chairs. Did you not bring a chair. <laughs> no, I did not know it was a bring your own chair party. Welcome to Santa Cruz. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. How am I doing good? Let me tell you. Here's how I know. I got home the other night and I put on an episode of Netflix and I just turned it off. Just one episode and I was done. Yeah. Turns out watching TV home alone is a lot like drinking alone. Sure. One, totally okay. You know, two, you're starting to get fuzzy, you know, any more than that, and you are going to wake up uh, covered in stains, not knowing what you did for the past 12 hours. All right, I'm trying some old jokes, and I guess that's why I put them away <laughs> forever. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm doing good. Um, just been looking at a lot of dumb shit online. I'm sure we've all just been looking at dumb shit online. I saw this thing, it was like, imagine what it was like to be Cher in the 70s, you know, and I was like, I do. Every day, they don't make those drugs anymore. <laughs> you know, I wish they did. Quaaludes, Fen-Fen, my old folks know. Why do I know about uh, obscure drugs from the 70s? Well, it's because I love drugs. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> it's not my fault. My parents did name me Molly, <laughs> so it's kind of on them. How could they know after that first week of college, everyone was talking about the big party, you know, where everybody was doing Molly in the bathroom? And that was because of all the ecstasy I was on. So it was a good weekend. You guys don't like that tag? <laughs> we don't like group sex here. Um, I don't know. People say this thing about porn that I just hate. People will say this thing. They're like, don't emulate your, lo your love life after porn, OK? Because it's not real. It's a fantasy. It's like a Marvel movie, you know? I'm like, is it? What, because of the high production value? <laughs> all the special effects? <laughs> no. I think what we should tell people is that porn is like the X Games, okay? Who here knows how to ride a bike, all right? We're not going to take one to a half pipe just because we saw a clip online, <laughs> you know? I know what to do with one dick. I'm not going to add eight to see if I can get a sponsorship, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, porn. Been watching more porn. Um, I don't know if... I don't know. I feel like girls, we watch porn differently. You know, we can't just cruise. We can't just scroll the main page. Like, we have porn that are safe. We've watched them before. They don't freak us out, right? And they're okay. We go back to them. So you have, like, a few of them. Like, I've got, like, 5 to 10, maybe, like, 10 to 15, 20, 25, 30, maybe, like, 40, <laughs> 45, 50 porn that are safe. Look them up every time. I remember the names. Um, but recently, I was like, I want to expand my horizons, okay? I want to try something new. So I uh, tried to watch a gangbang. <laughs> oh, no, no, they are very scary. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, but I wasn't going to give up. 
So I searched nice gangbang. <laughs> I was a 404 not found, you know, but I think they should make it, you know, maybe I'll make it. it. It'll start off with some nice scene setting, you know, just like 10 dudes taking me to the cheesecake factory, you know, <laughs> and then we go get a room. I thought that's what The Bachelorette was, you know, I thought that was the first episode, but I watched it recently. It's not. Um, Anyway, uh, sorry, I've been going on dates, first dates. Uh, I go out with a lot of other artists like myself, and these guys are great. They're like, oh my God, I have so many passions. I'm a producer, I'm a director, I make content, you know, and I'm like, same, dude. I don't want to admit I'm bipolar on the first date either. <laughs> Just <laughs> context clues, you know, my outfit and hair or whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm forgetting all my jokes. Oh, ladies, <laughs> ladies, it's one of those jokes. <laughs> ladies, have you ever had a guy touch your pussy and you just knew he had never been in love? <laughs> you're like, oh, you're starting there? <laughs> There's no nerve endings there, so <laughs> we can talk about it later. Um, one thing I really like, oh, uh, I have been having experiences lately that have been very satisfying. Um, I feel like white ladies, white women, it's time for us to embrace our Karen energy and uh, redirect it for good. You know, for example, when I see the middle-aged white lady that tries to enter the establishment without a mask on, I let the person working there say one thing. And then when she says no, I say, hey, lady, he said you need to get out. <laughs> Okay, be mad at me, don't be mad at him. He's just doing his job. And then I chase her away, okay? This is what we've gotta do. We've gotta embra embra embrace our care and energy and use it for good. Because the bar is pretty low for white women, I've gotta say, I've gotta say. And I don't wanna be a white bitch, okay? Like I said, I was a drug addict, I get it. You don't wanna be a white bitch. You wanna be a crazy white bitch, okay? Because when you're at the club, what does a white bitch do? She gets in the bathroom with her friends, and they do cocaine, and they mess up the bathroom line, they ruin the whole evening for everybody else, okay? They're not even doing key bumps, they're racking up lines on the whoever had the cleanest iPhone, okay? No, you can't be wasting people's time like that, okay? Crazy white bitch, she goes outside, she pops a squat around the corner, make she, maybe she makes an unhoused friend and does a hit of whatever they have, you know? Or you could be, uh, also sometimes, you just gotta be a dumb white bitch, you know? Just piss yourself in the bathroom line, it doesn't matter. You'll run into the crazy white bitch later, she'll say, you obviously pissed yourself, girl, here's what you gotta go do. Buy two drinks, spill them all over yourself, then no one will know, you know? <laughs> I am both, I am both those women, yes. <laughs> that has been me in the club. Uh, okay, that's good, that's new and I feel good about it. Um, uh, shoot, how should I? Uh, oh, uh, oh, this was supposed to be back at the dates, whatever, I forgot about it. But um, uh, you go on dates with these guys and they're like in their 30s and they'll still be talking about their like girlfriend from high school that broke their heart. And that's like so lame, I don't get it, they're so fixated. Then I realized that they're just really bummed because they realized they were never gonna sleep with a minor again. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of on them. I know the lights are on so you'll have to go oh, but if the lights were dark you'd all uh, be laughing. Um, uh, yeah, I actually broke a rule though recently. I did go out with an undergrad. A 38-year-old college undergrad, okay. Uh, but here's the thing, he had spent his 20s trying to be an MMA fighter. That's right, girls. There are men that tried to be UFC fighters and failed, you know? <laughs> they have uh, just broken dreams, you know, and like biceps, they're great. Um, 
the thing that I loved about him is that he was an alcoholic. So you know how you get the cuddle at the end of the night? You get the arms wrapped around you, right? Uh, but then he gets, like, his arm falls asleep, and so he takes it away. Uh, but he was an alcoholic, so he slept through that part. Uh-huh. It was just like, I was locked in like a Six Flags ride, okay, for the night. Best ride of my life. Slept like a baby. Uh, yeah, I was really bummed when he dumped me. Uh, I did cry. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I'm just never going to be in his arms again, which sounds very weak. But I think that people do forget that arms are to straight girls, like what tits are to straight guys, you know? Like, I just wanted to see his arms again, you know? Just wanted to oil him up and make him bounce around on top of me, you know? Just motorboat him one last time. <laughs> uh, oh God, my last closer is too long, Pam. Are you just giving me unlimited time? Oh, shoot. Do I have a minute-long joke? I should try and do more new material, but I've forgotten it all. Um, okay, this isn't very good, but whatever. I'll go out with a whimper. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Uh, all these dates I've been going on, I, I have a lot of guys that I'm not on the apps. And I have these guys that'll tell me, oh, you're so cool. You're not like the girls on the apps. They all want to talk about love languages. You know, had five different dudes this week telling me about how bored they are of hearing about love languages, which, by the way, is just as annoying as them initially having to hear about love languages. OK, I'm having to hear about how much they hate them, which like to me, I'm just like, just buy into it, you know, for five minutes. There's only like five of them, right? It's just like texting, fucking. I don't know, sleeping, uh, what are they? I don't know, just rubbing each other. They're very simple things. Just buy into it for five minutes and you might get laid. You will have to pretend like you believe in it for the rest of your life if you guys stay together, but you know what? That's on you. All right, thank you guys so much. Give it up for Pam for hosting this. Great stuff, yay. Molly Steen, yes. I like Molly Steen. Have never internet dated. That is the one thing that makes me better than all of you. I've never. <laughs> it's the only thing I have. That, and I've never watched the movie Titanic. You haven't either. All right. Oh, hi. Come get a chair. You can socially. You can move them. You can distance them in a way that makes you happy. You can. There you go. Are you just like incredibly skinny or are you a child? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just want to know for whatever <laughs> jokes are going to come up. Is that a terrible thing to say? It's with the mask. With the mask, it's impossible. Is it? It's impossible with the mask. Uh, a guy the other day was like, hey, girl, show me that pretty mouth. <laughs> Ew, gross. But in COVID times, very different, very different meaning. So she's not a child? Okay. I just, but we're not allowed to F swear anyways for the people that know. Hey, Sierra. I didn't know you were coming out tonight. Okay, you wanna do some time? Okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'll turn the microphone down so it won't be too loud. Um, hey everybody, I'm really excited that she showed up. Put your hands together for Sierra Hager, yay! Right now. Yeah, right now. Okay. It's like almost eight o'clock, what did you think? No, I just oh, didn't. Oh wait, fresh microphones, I have fresh microphones for people today. Him. All right, how do we feel about sexting? Yay, we're yay sexting. Anyone else? Who are you? Him? You're out of him? How do you do? What is he sex with you? Is he good at it or like? He's okay. Does he use the eggplant emoji? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. 
Um, ladies? Pro. Pro. We are sexed positive on this side of the... Yes. This is very hot, Mike. Um, if you want to have sex with me, and I know you don't, but if you do... If you do, you got to have sexed with me first. Um, and this is why. I was sexting with a gentleman recently um, for a long time, and it was fine. It was fun. He, like, he's literate, I guess. <laughs> uh, but we've been sexting for a long time, and I just I couldn't help but realize that he hadn't mentioned my clitoris. Um, it was, like, 20, 30 minutes, and it was just, like, not in the picture. So I said something really helpful. I was like, so how are you going to make me come? And he was like, I'm just going to keep having sex with you with my penis. Um, and then I had this like M. Night Shyamalan moment. Maybe you guys are getting it. I had this moment where I realized that the man I was speaking to had never in his life given a woman an orgasm. Yes. But it's good. It's good to know in advance because it's a lot of prep, you know, if you're trying to... Here's my thing. I should have known... And here's how I should have known. He was using the eggplant emoji unironically. <laughs> and it's a fact of science that if you use the eggplant emoji unironically, you have never in your life given a woman an orgasm. Um, are there straight guys here tonight? Oh, you, you no, don't out yourselves. <laughs> you're like, no. Uh, maybe you straight guys are listening to me talk and you're thinking like, well, I use the eggplant emoji unironically, and I give women lots of orgasms. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> and maybe you're hearing this and thinking, well, yes, I do, and I would know, and boop, 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 boop. No, you wouldn't. You don't know. Here's the thing about orgasm. Like, it's so easy for a woman to fake an orgasm. It's so easy. You definitely don't know. And there's this little thing called confirmation bias. It's like, th this is confirmation bias, okay? You guys don't know. You guys are like 20 over there. This is confirmation bias, okay? Uh, you want to give a woman an orgasm real bad. And then you try to give a woman an orgasm real good. And then she appears to have an orgasm real loud. <laughs> uh, and then she says, thank you for the orgasm real nice. And then you're like, well, that makes sense. My job here is done. <laughs> and you like high five your little eggplant penis and you guys trapes off into the night um i'm working on this story it's not really a joke it's just a story about the worst day of my life and sometimes it's funny but sometimes it's not um and you guys look cold so let's just do this <laughs> should we do it okay this is a real story about the worst day of my life uh when i was 19 years old there was a boy uh, we had this one magical night together. He had sparrow tattoos on like either side of his chest. You're too young to know about this. But at the time, I was like, wow, he could be the one. And we had this one beautiful, passionate night. Um, and he just made me feel beautiful in my body in a way that I really never had before. Um, and then the next day, he got on a plane and went to art school in New York, and I never saw him again. Uh, I grew up. I got married. I moved to Portland. Uh, I moved back to California. I got divorced. Um, and, and somewhere like amidst all of that, we moved back during COVID and um, I had this like weird dream about him. And he was like over me with his sparrow tattoos. And I was just like, he's the one. Um, 
And then like a week later, I got out of my car and there he was sitting in the sunlight in a park with his German shepherd puppy, um, which is a racist dog, by the way. But I, I was just like, whatever, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm divorced. I'm 30. I can kind of put myself together. I'm a publicist. I'm very good at, like, talking and doing the thing. And, like, I can – I'm just going to nail this. I'm just going to nail this. I'm just going to nail this. I'm just – I did not at all nail it, even for a second. I got out of the car. I got out of the car. And then just physically convulsing. Just immediately, like, like, like grade school crush. Can't control my body. Shaking visibly. And I, I, I looked at him with a look that said, like, I know you. And then he looked back at me with a look that said, I've never met you in my entire life. <laughs> fine. fine, good. And here's, like, make no mistake. I get that I'm 30 and I don't look like I'm 19. Um, but I don't look like I've never been 19. You know what I mean? 